the second annual Murph's Draft Manifesto is here. We are talking wide receivers to start the hottest topic in the Packer Twitter world. Uh, welcoming in Nolan Murphy uh, at the Nolan Murphy on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing great. As the uh, the Big J journalists say, <laughs> I think this is my uh, 21st draft I'll have covered yeah. uh, in some way or another. Um, <laughs> you know, your explanation of uh, covering, you know, I'll let that up. be up to you guys. But uh, it's draft season. It is the most important part of the Packers offseason every year. Uh, since we don't sign free agents and also uh, decide to trade our best players away from time to time. And it's going to be a fun one. I love the draft. And it is not a great draft this year for the you know premier quarterback positions, but it is an amazing draft for what the Packers need. Uh, you know, And we'll hit in wide receivers and do a couple more of these. But uh, I think that is why people aren't excited about the draft like nationally. Right. Because the quarterbacks kind of stink. Yeah. Um, and we won't spend much time on the quarterbacks no. because... Uh, you know, the world's going to burn down if we pick Desmond Ritter <laughs> yeah. at 22. But um, it would be fun, though, if you just to look real quick, if we didn't have Jordan Love. Because yeah. I would think, you know, with all the day one and day two picks we have, that they might look at it. They would draft a quarterback for yeah. sure. Yes. They, 100%. They'd so, either draft Carson Strong, Desmond Ritter. Um, I think one of those guys would be on the yep. table for that. I would say that Malik Wills wouldn't be there. I don't no. like Matt Corral. Um, but I love Carson Strong. Coming off that knee injury, huge arm. Yeah. Hopefully a better Mason Rudolph is probably where I have him right now. Mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter, I have no idea what to – I think he's a very unknown athlete. Um, not as athletic as RG3, but maybe a better passer. I think Ritter I think Ritter is going to have like a trajectory where it's all of a sudden he's rookie of the year. Like I would take his odds. I, I'm pretty high on Desmond Ritter. But I just like – I, I mean, taking a quarterback to win rookie of the year is the smart thing. It's like right. taking a quarterback to win MVP. Right. It's so For sure. It's like everyone will be loading up on Josh Allen where the pivot would be Justin Herbert. But that's another story for another time. Uh, we're talking wide receivers. Um, I think there's been popular wide receivers throughout the NFL draft process. So, you know, I think everybody's hyped on Chris Olave. I think everybody's hyped on Christian Watson in a way, as well as George Pickens has become the kind of the new bell of the ball. Do you have a favorite? Do you have one where you're like, wow, I really like this guy. I really like the fit. He makes a lot of sense for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, well... I mean, to back up a little bit, I yeah. think there's almost, if you look at, and let's really just care about day one and day two. Yeah, yeah. The Packers have had a lot of success in day three picking players over the years. MVS, you know, yeah. was a day three pick. Um, he will, you know. David Bakhtiari was yeah, a day three exactly. pick. I mean, I tell, net, people, yeah. I tell people. I tell people. that in compensatory pick. We'll get a right. fifth round pick back from MVS. Right. And I tell people this all the time. Um, again, there are some things where I sound like a broken record, but, I, you know, with the draft, for every round four pick, there is a David Bakhtiari, and for every other round four pick, there's a Jamon Moore, right? Yep. And so you can't, like, when the Packers trade picks, you're like, oh, my God, they traded this pick. Like, it could be something. You don't know. Like, that was the whole Jordan Love hand-wringing thing, which I don't need to revisit, but it's like that was the whole pro- Like that was the whole problem with it. So, yes, this is a fun receiver draft. I guess if maybe we don't do the favorites, it's – do you think it's going to go quick? Do you think these guys are going to just fall off the board? Kind of like what we saw when the Packers needed a quarterback and Justin Jefferson, who we all loved, we all wanted in 2020. He was off before the Packers even got a shot at it. Yeah, so I think it's a three-tier draft right now in day one and day two. I believe, and you know, history shows it's a copycat league. And so people, everyone thinks they're going to get the next Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson when they could certainly pick the next Jalen Rager, yeah. um, you know, who was in that same draft in right. the Eagles 
you know, also looking for a receiver for maybe the third straight year. No yeah. team has done that since the Lions in the first round. Shout out and to that, Matt Mellon. Yeah, and that didn't work out very well. So, you know, I really think it's Jamison Williams. He is not – he's my number one receiver. He will not go first. Um, unless he really starts to check out health-wise. Now, they said he's been running in the pool and he has plans to come back by training camp. Uh, that won't be the case if he gets drafted by the Packers without no. conservative therapy. No, Pat McKenzie will be like, yeah. We're, you're on ice till at least but October, I, fella. I, I, I think it's the four. It's the two Ohio State guys. Garrett Wilson is more explosive. Chris Olave is more proven. Mm-hmm. Most scouts and opposing coaches said Garrett Wilson was extremely scary, where Olave, I think, is more of the Devontae Adams, Golden Tate type. Um, you know, where you may not be a go-to number one. And Devontae was not a number one until about three right. years ago. He was more of a, you know, in-between-the-20s type of guy, possession yeah. receiver, and he really learned how to be great route, a route runner, and that's what Olave is. I also would throw Drake London in there as your, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, Allen Robinson, just big, big guy. Yeah. You know, Julio, at not to that level of Julio, but I think it's those four guys, and then there's a big drop-off, actually, until you get to the second round. Right, and that'll be an interesting thing to watch, is if those guys go, will there be a guy like Christian Watson, Sky Moore, George Pickens? Are they on day one boards for people, or are they I don't they think George guys? Pickens, who has had, who you know put what he wanted to, it has visited with the Packers. Yeah, um, I don't think George Pickens is a day one guy. Um, if he doesn't tear his ACL in spring ball last year, 100%. he would be. He made one of the more impactful catches in the Alabama-Georgia game. Might have won the Georgia game for them. Right. That deep ball down the middle. When healthy, he is extremely talented. There's also some weird rumors that cannot be confirmed if he is, if Carl Pickens is his father or not. Oh, shit. If, and I've done some Googling search. <laughs> no one can tell. Uh, they don't know who his mom is. If that's true... I'm way in in a Donovan Mitchell way or a Pat Mahomes way. Yeah. I love drafting guys where right. their father has been a professional sure. athlete. Either Makes sense. the athleticism or the ability to be a professional, understand right. how to handle your money, how to be in a locker room, how to handle the fame, how to, you know, getting drafted isn't like, oh my God, my life's over. Sure. You have more work to do. Right. So. And I do wonder, going back to the Ohio State guys, I do wonder how much hype from Packer fans there is because they watch these guys because they're ba- they're Badger fans and they Olave tore up the Badgers a couple yes. times. Like Olave so, t- tore up the Big Ten. He was right, one of right, the best right. receivers I oh, remember yeah, yeah, in the Big Ten yeah, in a absolutely. long time. Hundred um, percent and multiple quarterbacks too for yes. Olave too. And th- they both beat out Jamison Williams. You know that's the reason Jamison Williams went sent his bags packing to yes. Alabama. Right. So. And so yeah, though there's a lot, there's a lot there, and there's a lot where those guys could go a little earlier. Both visited with the Jets, who are at ten. There was a kind of a fake news rumor that the Jets offered ten for DK Metcalf. I don't believe that. Um, well, I don't know why you would do that when you have to just turn around and pay paid, them. But yeah. the Jets are pretty, the Jets are the Jets, yes. and the Jets want to make a splash. And I think well, I think they they're kind of where the Dolphins are with. Uh, Zach Wilson. Yes. Where, like, there's so many good quarterbacks coming out next year yes. that I think the Jets and the Dolphins and a couple other teams are like, we got to figure out if we need a quarterback because we can't miss out on the yeah. stack quarterback. You can't miss out on Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Like, that That just can't That yeah. just can't happen. I, I would be pretty surprised if those four receivers are, any of them are there at 22. The only reason they would be is if the quarterbacks go. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, there's buzz today that Malik Willis might go number two, which is just insane. Saw, I just saw that in mock draft. I mean, I, Kyle I, Hamilton I, is falling out of the top ten right now. Well, you know, now he, that gets interesting. We yeah, can talk about that'll that. That'll be out there later, but for those that will listen and, you know, will read later, you know, he'll be in my Eric Berry memorial of guys <laughs> I would just trade the field for. Right. And, you know, tell Darnell Savage or, you know, Adrian Amos to, you know, we'll figure it out. Well, yeah, we'll make, we'll just make, we'll just make it work. We'll, we'll make it happen. But I think... I mean, the Ravens, uh, the Commanders, um, 
the Eagles, the Saints all need receivers. Uh, the Steelers don't draft first-round receivers. Chargers so. might need a receiver, yeah, too. With what I don't really think so. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they have other assets. But I, I think, think they got to pay Keenan Allen soon, and I don't think they want to pay Keenan yeah, Allen. I, would be sh- I mean, I would think they would. they're a team that could pick Jamison Williams. They're a team that, like the Chiefs. They did that with Mike Williams. Yeah. I mean, Mike Williams was banged up coming yeah. out of Clemson. I mean, it was a. I think it was a third or second the, the round. The Pats, pick. obviously. If, yeah. if Saban tells... Belichick, that yeah. Jameson Williams is the real right. deal. He won't get past 21. Nope. Because those teams that have quarterbacks on rookie contracts have an ability to kind of redshirt a guy yes. and bring a guy slowly along. So, I would, I mean, I would be bummed. Uh, I would be bummed if we didn't take Jameson Williams. I'd be right. kicking and screaming. But I do think there's a lot of pressure on the front office to do something quickly. Where are you at with Travion uh, Burks? Yeah, I'm pretty out on him. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. Not a great athlete from, like, in terms of quickness. He, to me, seems like an SEC system guy. He didn't run a lot of real routes. They didn't have a traditional quarterback at Arkansas. KJ Jefferson. Yeah, a lot of gadget stuff. He kind of scares me in a Jalen Rager way where he was kind of used as an athlete, and I just don't see how that fits into the West Coast offense or with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if you're not going to be able to run routes, you're not going to get on the field. Look at Amari Rodgers last year. Right. So he really scares me, and I think if he was the – you know, someone available at 22, I would not take him. So I, I, I think Christian Watson could move into the first round. Um, you know, he's I, also really raw. He's I mean, really that's, raw. That's, that's the scary. Thing. It's gonna. Hasn't played a lot of football in the last two years. You know, they only right. played one game two years Fair ago. Fair point. Um, so that really scares me a lot. And I, I think it's really. I think Burks will go in the first round. Yeah. Um, I think Dotson will go too. I Dotson's I I, not scares, a Packer. Yeah. I think we should all like. This is like a PSA to people. Like if you're if you're putting Dotson in your fake mocks that you're sending to your buddies and things like that. Dotson's not a Packer receiver. He's under six foot. He's under 180 pounds. And the trajectory of those guys don't really work. They're yeah. they're for like every Steve Smith. There is a. Tavon Austin. Yeah, or Travis Benjamin, who's well, yeah, a yeah, career yeah. special team. Right, exactly. You know, and it'll get interesting with Sky Moore. I was kind of out on Sky Moore early, and then, you know, Mel Kuyper and McShay, they continue to bring up his name. There's the, going to be the Greg Jennings comparisons because of the Mac school he went to. I think because he went to Western Michigan and Lafleur's ties to the Mac, there'll be some good research on him. Sure. He has great tape. He was breaks super, a ton of tackles. Yeah, super. He was super productive. He reminds me of Golden Tate. He reminds me of like the guy that plays bigger than him, like Steve Smith. So I would think about him at twenty eight. Um, yeah. If I felt confident in what I already got at twenty two. Yeah. So that I wouldn't go after the first round. I just don't. I don't think George Pickens is going to get there. Um, at the at the second for the first second I don't round think, pick. Yeah. yeah, and then that. So that's kind of my tier two. Really is you know we'll call it now. Dotson, in just terms of draft, yeah, 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 yeah. Burks, Moore, and Dotson, and then I think the tier three, which is day two, you know, round two and three. There's like ten receivers. I oh, think right, going to go. Well, the question, you know, John Michi is another one. Mechie, I should say, mispronounced there, but Mechie is a guy who, again, another knee injury, but SEC dude had a ton of speed. Can he kind of mash that? And he was a possession guy. He's a little short. He's 5'11". Now. Yeah, he reminds so. me too much of what we already have in Randall Cobb mm-hmm. and Amari Rogers. Um, but, again, I would I hope Matt LaFleur is one of those guys that calls Saban. You know, yeah. Saban basically called out 
that most of the league doesn't call him on players, which... That's weird. Yeah, that's, that's like super calling someone weird. that you're interviewing for a reference. Is it just... I wonder if it's just like they think like Belichick has such a stranglehold on it. But yeah. what about Alec Pierce? He's Love become, Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce has become like the underrated Jordy type because he's yeah. white. But he's 6'3", 211. He's fast. Really good size. I actually prefer him over Christian Watson in terms of someone that needs to make an immediate contribution. Yeah. He's played a lot of football senior. since he... Senior. Desmond Ritter. Played against some good teams. Tore up Notre Dame. Professional system with Luke Fickle. Like, yep. you know... There's a lot to like about him, and I think he's on the Packers board because they have, since he connections, Josiah Deguera. Yep. They've watched some tape on this guy before. Yep. Um, there's a lot of guys out of Cincy. You know, they're going to have... When you're that good at football and you're yep. a non-power five, you're going to have some guys get drafted. Yeah. You know who's a guy who... I He's more of a date. He's more of a third-round pick, fourth-round pick, but... A guy where I look at him, and I don't know if you do this, where you're like, sometimes the testing doesn't show out and it's just an eye test. Like, I watched David Bell in college at Purdue, mm-hmm. and I watched David Bell dominate games. Like, I, I like he would always be open, didn't matter. And I realized his testing absolutely stunk. I don't know. I just. Sounds like a day three pick to me. Goody's oh, 100%. Testing. Yeah, I know. Goody, Goody won't do it. But I'm just saying, if David Bell ends up on like the Vikings, I'm not going to be happy about it. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, so I, I actually never really remember going this deep on a wide receiver class in a long yeah, time. Well, I mean, yeah. I think the normal person knows like five to ten names. Yeah. So, you know, day two, day three guys to look at. I really like Jalen Tolbert. He was pretty successful. Uh, Justin Ross. You have to remember not when a, he was a in, freshman. Yeah. He oh, no, tore he's, up yeah, Alabama. Yeah, a ton of injuries. With, bad, with, he had a, a bad neck issue. Yeah, but like, right. That guy was a five-star. I love to oh, yeah. draft these pedigree guys sometimes. That I mean, that's the, Rashawn, that's the Rashawn Gary thing, right? Yep. It's basically the same thing. And that's the uh, Khalil Barnes uh, thing, too. Yeah. So, you know, that's interesting uh, to kind of just go down the line. I do like Christian Watson, but I prefer Alec Pierce over him. Mm-hmm. Um, Calvin Onsen and Romeo Dobes from Nevada – you know, Romeo Dobbs, Dobbs was Carson Strong's go-to receiver. So you worry about that a little bit in terms of competition. But the Packers have had a ton of success drafting non-Power 5 receivers on day two. Yeah. You know, look at it. James Jones, Greg Jennings, Devontae Adams. Like, yes. There is a huge there, MVS. Yeah. There is a track record. We are not a big blue blood receiver program no, over no, the years. No, it and that's because been. we're going to go measurables. You know, the Packers did have... Tycon Thornton in from Baylor for a visit. He is a flyer. Yeah, that and would be your Rich Basicchia, you know, kind of one of those things where you're maybe picking him third or fourth round and you're hoping that this guy becomes, you know, your go-to kick returner and punt returner for the rest rest of the next few years. Yeah, uh, Devin Tompkins they'll have a good look at because he was Jordan Love's one of his go-to guys back in the day out of Utah State. I think they'll have a really good fool, uh, feel for him. And, you know, then we're getting really down. Reggie Robinson, <laughs> the SMU team was electric um, throwing the ball. You know, Kevin Austin from Notre Dame is a guy that was productive in college. Um, and Josh Johnson from Tulsa was also productive. So, I mean, the Packers, they have basically came out and said they're going to go Mike McKenzie, Fred Vinson, um, Antoine Edwards. They're going to pick three guys. You know, they're going to... That's, they, that's they, kind they, of... They, they, they've done it before. I mean, yeah. they did it with running backs. They've they did done, it with receivers. They, yeah, offensive linemen. EQ, yeah. MBS, right. uh, and Jamon Moore. Right. So, you know, I don't know who we're going to pick, but we. I, I would be surprised if we didn't pick uh, Devin Tompkins from Utah State in day three because there's going to be the love stuff. We've drafted a lot of guys from Utah State. We mm-hmm. obviously like whoever our scout is out there. And if it, you know, if it pans out from a measurable standpoint, 
Goody's going to go that way. So I think what you're saying to the people is don't panic if they don't draft a receiver in round one. Yeah, I'm not going to panic. Unless we get one of those four, Yeah, um, I would definitely not pick one at 22. And at 28, you know, my thought process is, you know, and I learned from afar from the Packers that if at 28 there's a quarterback on the board, Someone's gonna I'm going to start calling. Yeah. Because they're going to want that fifth yeah. year in the contract. It's extremely valuable. And I would love – to fleece someone. I, There's so, a lot of teams with a lot so of second So this would be really interesting, and I don't know if they would do it, but if I was Goody and I wanted to kind of put my nuts on the table a little bit and there's a quarterback available, I might call the Lions and say, hey. 32 and 34. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, the, let's get. Let's, let's get. Make the, them desperate. Yeah. Let's try to see if we can get the Lions to. The, the, the way the draft um, equation works out is. Like twenty two for thirty two and thirty four is the Lions giving yes. us too much value, but you have to offer that right away. Right, and if the Lions are like, we'll only do it for a thirty for a thirty four, and then it's like, okay, well, we well, probably well, would well, need. Well, you would need more. Yeah, need yeah more. you would need. They have a late second round pick, I believe. Um, and then, I mean, I'm all for having more uh, swings at the tape. You know, the plate in day two. I think it's a pretty deep draft, and the other positions will hit on a little bit. And I, you know, we have six picks. I'm fine coming out of there with nine picks and not having any on day three. I yeah. mean, you're telling me we're getting nine guys that – if you're going to get picked on day two at one point or another, there was probably a chance you could have been picked in the first round. Right. Absolutely, or you, yeah. you might end up being a first-round pick. Yeah, in like the long in run, of, it's like yeah, how do we how do we miss on this guy? You know, Levante Davis is a second round. There are so many good second-round picks, right? And we're like yeah, – The all-pro teams every year filled up with them. Yes, exactly. So I'm not worried at all. If A, I'm not worried if Packers don't draft a receiver, I'm with you. And I'm also not worried if they don't draft both those guys as like receivers right away. Do you want to, I guess, to kind of do the inverse, if Olave is there 17, 18, do you want the Packers to move up or are you just like hold your water? I think it depends on what happens with the quarterbacks okay. because I don't want to move up in what we did a couple of years ago. And then he not be there, and we already paid all this draft capital. Yeah, because it's not going to be cheap to move up if people are interested right. in the quarterbacks. Right, and so. they, I think they moved up with the hope that Brandon Ayuk was going to be there. And, yeah, yeah, and it he was didn't the, happen. He, yeah, and he was the consolation prize right. for Justin Jefferson, and it didn't happen. And they were saddled. That Jordan Love was their last pick on their board. I go to. Ben saying that, I don't need to repeat it again. And there was no one for them to trade out of it. No, exactly. Yeah, it, was, it doesn't they work were that way where you can pause the draft yeah. and Madden. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're kind of screwed there. Yeah, you can't reset. Can't reset. Is there any guy or any situation where you look at the rivals, um, whether it be in the division or Seattle? I don't even say Seattle's a rival anymore with Wilson gone. But the Niners, the Rams, Cowboys. Is there any scenario where you're like, fuck, they got this guy and that's not great? Yeah, I mean, I don't consider the Bears a rival as of today, but I think you had brought this up to me off the you know record a couple weeks ago. But giving them an Ohio State receiver, even Jamison Williams, I, the Bears, you know, they don't have a pick, right? Uh, but they could certainly trade up. And I, you know, as a Packer fan, do not want to see Justin Fields succeed, yes, uh, because he has a lot of talent. He just needs to figure it out. And I think giving him a familiar target would be concerning down the road, yeah, you know, for the Packers. So I think. I mean, there's a good chance that they could, since there's three of them technically that have ties. I just don't know if the McCaskey family, who you know has less money than the United States does right now, <laughs> um, is willing to trade up and leverage their future anymore. Uh, you know, they might have to sell a few more season tickets to Lori Lightfoot. So yeah, exactly. Well, you know that, that new stadium hasn't come yet, and I think that's another part of it too. Is that like, where you to answer your no? Question, I like agree. You, like I, I agree. I think I think that would be a extreme issue. I think. 
also too if the Vikings got more of a possession guy or more even like I I mean the Vikings I don't want them to draft Jameis Williams no but they could do something stupid like that um, yeah. we have no feel for what the Vikings are going to do with a new the GM front, yeah front that's GM that's this and that's a like a weirdly scary thing but the thing that I would tell fans even if the Vikings have a good draft is Spielman always would have good drafts Spielman, Spielman drafted off my draft board Spiel- for years we, I joked. <laughs> my Vikings friends joked how bad I was at drafting because they would get, you know, Cam Dantzler's been great for the Vikings. He's been an awesome Packer. So, yeah, Spielman, um, who I think there's rumblings he might get another job. Right. Uh, he threw Zimmer under the boss. He's a scout at the end of the day. He's John Dorsey. Yeah. He's a scout. He's not a GM. Mm. I don't know, though. The Niners, like, they're really good. We can't beat them. And wide receiver's not a need for them. Unless but the Debo is- thing goes, goes sideways, but I don't expect it to. I think they'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, the Niners at this point, anyone they – like, if they were to draft – uh, Travion Burks, I would be nervous. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Because he they, he they gets the Debo. He yeah. is like a large Debo. That's what uh, Danny Kelly called him. He called him a Debo with like a mushroom. He is. He is not a traditional receiver in right. my opinion. But that would scare me. Um, it's yeah. The Niners. I think anybody the Niners get, you're like, okay, this guy's gonna be great. Or you're like, of course they fucking got this guy. That's that's kind of what the Niners always feel like, right? Like the Bucks to me are like the Nets. I'm not too scared of them. No. Anymore. I, I think they're a little bit paper tigery. Um They're getting as, old, man. Yeah, they're yeah, getting old. Right, like, exactly. And they they could be a team that could sneak up with a receiver and come out of nowhere just because Mike Evans getting up there in age, Godwin, they have the franchise tag on him. Who knows they want to pay Godwin? They could come through with a receiver. Do they pay Godwin? You're looking at me like yeah. they oh, do they give Godwin they a contract? They pay Godwin. I think Mike Evans has never not had a thousand yard receiver. And they just re-signed Perriman. I'd be pretty surprised if the Bucks went. The Bucks need offensive line. There's a ton of offensive line help, which you know we can transition that way. Um, but that's where I would go with the Bucks. And you know, the NFC is just in such a weird place. And the Niners have to be licking their chops because there is no team of the future in the NFC. Yep. There is no team in four years you're like, right. oh my God, they're going to be sticking around. You can't even say that about the Cowboys no. because we don't know. The fact that they haven't cut Zeke yet well, is hilarious. Well, real, first of all, clean up the Godwin thing. You're right. Three years, $60, $60 million Which deal. Which is a cheap franchise, yes, case, basically. Yeah, exactly. A good deal by Jason Light. But the Cowboys have also said they might want receivers. And Jerry, you know, Jerry just does Jerry I things. I don't understand that. They just paid no, Matt CeeDee Lamb. Listen, would, yeah. <laughs> listen I, I'm, not, I'm not Jerry Jones. I'm just saying. That's what he said. I mean, Cowboys might need a quarterback, honestly. I mean, no. The, would it, okay, so if the Cowboys drafted Desmond Ritter, like, is that surprising? I don't think that's surprising. Nothing that Jerry Jones does is surprising. <laughs> I, I mean, the Cowboys need to draft a coach. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, are, are the Cowboys going to be using their pick or are the Saints going to be using it? Well, is, yeah, is the yeah. question with Sean Payton. Right. Or, and then the other the other angle with the Cowboys, if we go back to receivers, Burks because of that Arkansas connection. Yeah, Jerry loves them. Yes, yes, exactly. He I was. would love to see that. I mean, the Cowboys had to let Cedric Wilson go, you know, because they couldn't pay him. He was like a yeah, pretty was, decent number three yes, guy. Yes. Um, who wore number one, which was just very weird all year. Yeah, I think it was like tough. Wearing was, number one at the Cowboys is like wearing number one at Michigan, I feel like, in a weird <laughs> yeah, way. Like, did he deserve number one? No. Um, so, but yeah, the Cowboys are the Cowboys. Until they get a new coach, I'm not going to take them seriously. Uh, I guess to wrap up, least favorite receiver on the board where you're like, I oh, got, I do not like this guy. I don't, there's nothing about him where I'm like, I'm a fan of it. Is it Dotson? Would you say it? Because it, it was Sky Moore for a little bit, but then, you know, I watched the tape and I felt comfortable there. Um, you know, I, I would probably say 
it's, it's, it's either Dotson. He just scares me. He's so small. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, Drake London is a little concerning. I think he's could like, be a workout warrior. He could be. He looked good in college. Uh, he, right. he did look the part in college, but it's the Pac-12. It's not the cream of right. the crop anymore. He looked against looked good against Notre Dame. He's had some ankle issues. He's a freak athlete. Could I believe he played on the USC basketball team as a freshman? Um, but those guys aren't like other than Mike Evans. They're not like the NFL receiver anymore. That can yep. the new NFL receiver can play every position. Mike Evans is almost like an old-school receiver. He's the Moose Muhammad jump ball guy. Yeah. So, Drake London, I'd be happy, but he's got some concerning injury stuff, and isn't he just Alan Lazard? Yeah, 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 that's true. It's like, is that, it's just a Spider-Man meme. All right, that will wrap up receivers, unless you have anything else? No, just hope we... I mean, the world will burn down if we walk away from day two without a receiver. Yeah, I don't know what i do there, because that, be that would be Saturday. I'd have to get on the podcast. I don't usually do Saturday podcasts. I'll be in Mexico, so uh, <laughs> you know, best of luck getting me on a landline. Murph is six cervezas deep by, like, 11 a.m., like... Where there's a bunch of fire goody. I will be like, it's like the SpongeBob beam, whereas everything's on fire. You're trying to blow it out. That basically would be me. I'm trying to figure that all thing out. At least Aaron Rodgers said at the Bitcoin conference that he is still coming back. I mean, we've been worried about that for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. He was out to dinner with Jimmy Graham. Uh, yeah, I did. Know, I did t- see that. Shorts the dinner guy. Yeah, shorts the dinner guy. Uh, Jimmy Graham is a free agent, so no, you never know. We're not doing it. I do not. I mean, I wouldn't do it for what we paid him last time, but for like two million dollars, like I'd throw Jimmy a jump ball in the end zone. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers just on the end on that. I mean, what if every year you kind of have to get him like an anniversary gift, like you would for your significant other? And last year it was Randall Cobb, and this year it's Jimmy Graham. Oh, I hate, I hate how much that. Like, I, I, I can't even like debate that. Like, I'm like, yeah, that probably makes sense. So like, yeah, you heard it here first, Jimmy Graham, year two of Aaron Rodgers' anniversary. <laughs> yeah, gifts. the anniversary that I am actually if if. They do sign Jimmy Graham. I will use that in a review of Jimmy Graham signing. All right, that does it. We'll be back. We'll be back uh, next time. You'll hear us. We'll talk about the hog mollies and tight ends. All right, see you. Bye. This is another edition of Building Murph's Draft Manifesto or Murph's Draft Manifesto. Keep it short. Keep it sweet. Nolan Murphy is here with me at the Nolan Murphy on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you're giving him a follow if you don't already. We're talking about the hog mollies, the offensive linemen. Definitely a need for the Green Bay Packers. We'll throw tight ends at the end of this as well, uh, which is a, let's say it's a full need for the Packers. Kind it's of an interesting need. need. It's a, yeah, there you go. Good good way to put it. And you are an offensive lineman inside. <laughs> exactly. As a, as a decorated D3 lineman as Thank you, you are. Thank you. Yes, two years. Uh, did not see a lot of pancakes. Did, did not you eat more pancakes or have more pancakes eat, on the floor? I, I, I ate more pancakes for sure. Um, yeah, says one time. I told some guy who was this uh, just a complete loser. I was working out at my high school, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm in scout team and freshman." And he goes, "Oh, so like Rudy?" And I nearly killed him. Like, I, I'm not kidding. Why would you. you not want to be Rudy though? I mean, like Rudy, yeah, one but guy like, Notre Dame. I hear you, but the connotation was enough. And this guy was just a loot. He wore like a Ohio State leather jacket. Like he was just. Did he have an affliction cutoff T-shirt? No, on? he did, barely had hair. He definitely spent too much time at Silk. But that's not what we're here to talk about. That's a good Chuck's Corner segment. So if someone wants to ask me about it, we'll talk about it another day. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the war pigs. The, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, exactly. These but. guys are the ones that protect, uh, you know, the person that owns our franchise now, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, we got to keep him upright. The and, devil himself. Yeah, we we uh, we've had offensive line troubles over the years. 
Um, we actually made it through in a pretty interesting year last year yes. with two of our best offensive linemen basically not playing for over 50% of the year. Bakhtiari never plays. Elton Jenkins goes down. So, And we've had tons of success drafting in this position. Corey Lindsley, Brian Bulaga. I mean, we have not missed much. This is where Brian Gunacus cooks. Like, if you're like, where is, what's Brian Gunacus' like main dish? Like, if he could do Italian, you know, Asian, New American, this is his shit. This is what he's known for. If this was his restaurant, it'd be the offensive lineman. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's it. And it's been a long time since the Derek Sherrod thing happened. And Derek Sherrod could have been a good player uh, yeah. if he doesn't ever break his finger <laughs> yeah, against the Chiefs when we go, when we were thirteen and zero. I mean, yeah. we might win the Super Bowl. His career, you know, he's there, out of the league. I believe. Yeah, now. yeah, no, there's not. I've That's not a heard tough injury to bounce. Oh back yeah, from. you can't exactly breaking um, your fibula. As I've done a little easier, breaking yeah. your femur. It's, uh, tough. it's it's tough to do that. So I, I would like to pick this position in the first round. I think it's that big of a need. Um, especially losing Lucas Patrick in the division, uh, cutting Billy, Billy Turner. Turner yep. You know, we'll see what they do with uh, Yash Nyman um, if he is a day one starter. Bakhtiari will be ready to start. Yes, the fluid. I, I don't need to hear about yeah. what you know happened anymore. No, I think we're we're over it. Probably and cost us a Super Bowl. I, yes, I would say hundred percent. I've um, said it a, a million times in this twice. podcast. Might have cost us two. It definitely cost us a chance to go to two Super Bowls. Probably yes. I would um, say that's more than accurate because the the pressure of the the for the, the Buccaneers game and it does bear it bears repeating, but it was that would have been a win. And who knows with the 49ers game, but. I think just having Bakhtiari there gives Aaron Rodgers even more confidence. And so, yes, I agree. I, I'll start here. Do you think the lineman would be a day one need if Elton Jenkins was healthy? So if Elton Jenkins was ready to go, playing, would you say it's like, hey, this is a day one need? Well, what do you think Elton Jenkins' ultimate true position is on the pass? I mean... That's where I, I guess I would start. Question with, with a question. Um, I would say... I think Elton Jenkins should play guard. I don't have a problem with him playing left guard. I don't think there's anything wrong with having both your guys protecting the blind side. I I think Elton Jenkins is a good tackle, but it's like I feel like why are we like forcing this? Like, but he, isn't there more value at playing him at right tackle? Totally, and he makes more money if he's at right right oh, tackle. Oh, his agent wants him to play so, right tackle. I think it's a, I honestly think in the era of player empowerment, I think it's a question for Elton. Honestly, like I think it comes down to Matt Lafleur saying to him like, and and Stanovich can be like, hey, okay, where do you want to play? Do you have a desire to play right tackle? I and if he like, no, I really like playing left guard. I really like well, playing can next we get to your box. agent to sign off on that? Yeah, yeah. Because there's a big problem with this. Orlando Brown, remember yes. on the Ravens, the reason right. he went to the Chiefs is. They wouldn't. They had Ronnie Stanley, yes. and he filled in for him at left tackle. He said he wanted to be paid like a left tackle at right tackle because many in the league now feel like they're both just as important yes. because of just how offenses are. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with there's more left-handed quarterbacks anymore. There isn't. <laughs> it just happens to be how offenses are. Yeah. Anymore. It's not 1980, and we're running I formation all the time. You need two tackles. So I would love that. I just don't want to deal with the bullshit anymore with the agents. No, I agree. And I think they'll figure it out with Elton and get, get a deal done. I just think it'll just come down to what so, he he feels. So let's trust your gut and say he's a guard. Uh-huh. Yes. I mean, this is a stacked offensive line draft. Yes. They've been saying it, this draft is stacked with wide receivers, offensive linemen, and edge rushers. Yeah. That is the three strengths of this draft. Um, and I think we're in a really good position, and we're going to make a lot of Packer Penhead fans really upset 
if a Charlie Cross or an Evan Neal drop because those guys are top ten picks. Yes. Those guys are Jake Long and Joe Thomas potential. They you know they aren't them today, but those guys could have ten year you know careers in the league. And what that's what you all you, yeah. you hope. You, and not everybody's drafting a Willie Rofe. Yes. You know where he's going to play for fifteen years or uh, what Steve Hutchinson or yeah, something like Alan that. Like, like, yeah. Like, you're just hoping to get eight to ten years out of this guy. Maybe a second contract. The Packers do not keep offensive linemen on third contracts other than David Bakhtiari. That's why yes. they let Lindsey go. Josh Sitton, TJ Lane, Marco Rivera, Mike Wall. I could go yeah, down yeah, the list. You have to be a generational talent to get a third right. contract, really in any position. Yeah, Devontae Adams too. Like, And he might have been a generational talent, but they thought otherwise, whatever. We don't need to go back into that. But that was going to be my question is, like, when do you think about moving up for a tackle? And I think if they're, it's around 12, it's around 13, it, if Neil, if Neil and Cross are still on the board, I think you have to. I would think about it. Just depends. I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I'm not getting a bidding war with the quarterbacks. No, 100. Um, percent But yeah, if Evan Neal or Charlie Cross uh, do fall outside of the top 10, uh, that means that probably Kyle Hamilton has already been picked. That means a quarterback's yeah. been picked. That probably means uh, that Lavelle and Wilson or a Williams, James Williams, have already gone. Yes. And, and so it's a little upside down. Yeah, I think about it. Um, I don't think it's a need though because I think that. I think at least through 28, there's plenty of tackles. Oh, yeah. Tackles and we guards. can talk about our guy. Yeah. We our guy, Bernhard Raymond from Austria. Yeah. He is massive. <laughs> Former uh, tight end. Yeah. Now, you know, European guys haven't been the best. Uh, there was Marcus Hunt a couple years oh, yeah. ago. You know, that he hasn't done Yeah, but he was like game. a freak. He was like 6'7". He was from like, like Georgia, too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the Packers went to, we can just jump to there, Bernhard Raymond from yeah. Central Michigan. A lot of love for the Mac this year in this draft. Yes. We talked about Sky Moore in the wide receivers episode. Um, the Packers went to his visit. You know, that that's a big indication always to me that you're going to send someone yeah. to this, this Central Michigan. Yeah, you're, uh, sending okay. him, you're sending him to Mount Pleasant, Michigan to yeah. go watch and see how he trains. Exactly. So, you know, that's LaFleur's backyard. Yes. He's going to have a lot of recon, you would mm-hmm. still think, within the MAC. Right. And um, I would be fine with Bernhard at 22 or 28. I think the Saints are going to be looking for an offensive lineman to replace uh, Terrell Armstrong, um, Armstead, excuse me, who got that big deal from the Dolphins. Um, but I, I would be, again, I would put offensive linemen and wide receiver if we leave day one or day two without uh, each one of them, I'll be a little disappointed. Oh, I totally agree. And, I mean, another guy that, that is definitely in that range, maybe a little bit more at that 28 level, is your Trevor Penning. I do wonder. Wait, where are you at with the Northern Iowa guy? So a lot of buzz early. So I worry about, like, I watched Spencer Brown a lot last year with Buffalo. There was a lot of Buffalo on. And Spencer Brown, maybe not as good as Trevor Penning because he was a third-round pick. But he struggled. He, He, it definitely wasn't an immediate, like, he got it. You could see it. I mean, he's massive. Six, well, he's okay on Trevor Brown, our assistant producer. Six, seven, 321. Um, he seems like more of a run blocker, though. Like, his run blocking grade is really hot. Like, everybody's really high on him. Is like, is that really, if the Packers are going to be a more run, if it's going to be more balanced, then yeah, I think there is a, there is a case to be made for that. It's just a question, could he start day one? And I, from FCS to the NFL, I'm a little unsure on that. Well, as we look at offensive linemen, what are your thoughts? And this usually makes people go insane, but can Josh Myers play either of the guard positions? I, I don't know. Um, there's a reason I'm asking. We'll get to that. Yeah, I I think if, if you can play center, usually you can play guard. 
Because um, I would then, if that's true, the ty- oh, Tyler the kid, Lindblom, the kid who's from a guy Iowa. that has fallen, actually. I mean, he was a guy oh, who yeah. in the top Iowa ten? season, yeah, top yeah, 10 pick. Yeah, yeah. And everyone, you know, it's tough to find the next Zach Martin, but Zach Martin has been a hell of a player in the NFL when healthy. Right. Um, it'd be interesting. You'd have to ask the quarterback if, if he's okay with another center. Right. Uh, it's not something you really have to screw around with. You know, we've done it enough for holders the yes, last couple of years. exactly. And you've seen that's what's done that to our field goal operation. Right, but I think Lindblom is, yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting angle that I, I didn't even think about. He's the only interior guy I really think. Yeah, that is I don't understand. Available. I don't understand the kid from uh, Texas A&M, Kevante Green. He's a freak, him, they say. Yeah. He, he's just one of those guards that's a freak athlete that's huge, but... You know, doesn't have he's like Evan Neal. It doesn't have any body fat on him. I feel like there's a lot of interior buzz on Dylan Parham from Memphis too. Um, you know, I'm not going to go too deep on interior <laughs> linemen, um, but I, I wouldn't. I mean, he played. He did play right tackle yeah, before. Kenyon Green is a Packer guy. Yes, from a workout standpoint. Oh yes, Kenyon Green, and his, yeah. he's played three different uh, positions. Yes, so that's again another Packer check the box. A lot of people also. Like Zion Johnson, who started at, at Davidson, then went to Boston College. That scares me. That sounds like you played a lot of shitty football on two teams. <laughs> I, I, dude, I love BC. I gambled a lot of BC last year. Yeah. Like, the, be, be easy on my yeah. BC Eagles. They yeah, were yeah. they were one of those teams that, you know, you have those. Where fighting like, Tom Waddles. Um, <laughs> if in a perfect world, Chuck, if you are you know have a top five pick, who are you picking between Neil uh, Ikenoa from North Carolina State or Cross? I'm picking Evan Neal, Alabama. It's I just I don't know that that sounds so like national media murph of me, but it's he protected very much Mayock of you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, maybe that's better. You didn't watch a lot of uh, Starksville football. Last I, year, no, so. I, I like look. I, I think you can make a case for Cross because of the Alton Jenkins angle. Like Alton Jenkins has been right out of there. Great. I think Icky, uh, the kid from NC State, is a is a fucking beast. And he it's had a question. Crazy combine. Yeah, had an awesome combine. He at one point thought it could go number one to the Jaguars. Like, I don't know. I, I think that all three would be good. I think if any fall out of the top ten, it's a mistake by the teams in the top ten. I think any team in that top ten could use one of those guys. And if I'll put it this way, if one of them falls to the Vikings, I'm fucking pissed. Yeah, well, because they've had a horrific offensive right. line. Offensive line, I feel like, has gotten even where receiver has actually kind of gotten a little easier to, to draft because offenses have become, yeah. you know, more flexible. I feel like offensive line has been very hard to draft. Of like, look at the Isaiah, uh, you know, wins, Wilson, oh, Wilson yeah, yeah, wins. Yeah, there's a bunch of flops in the first round. You know, there's DJ Fluker. I mean, there's a bunch yeah. of big Alabama guys that have not. Been yeah, out. I think sometimes the bigger sometimes is the more skill. Like, so pe- going back to Penning. 67 320 like that's that's a pretty tall like you just worry about with how fast and how su- such like he gets a knee clipped and that's an ACL right and it's like the taller you are the more you have to worry about it that's like it goes back to Fluker uh there's another guy I had in my went to North Carolina played for Arizona oh, I can't think of his name I'll think of it um but another boss that was a lineman this is a while ago but if you get t- I just worry at the height sometimes that can be an issue, and I realize Evan Neal's th- six seven two, but he doesn't have any body fat. Yeah, yeah. Like, Evan, he's got a six pack. To me, like Evan Neal could be Jonathan Ogden. Like if you want to say who could be Great Jonathan, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, like that's what Evan Neal is, and so I don't. That, know. Yeah, like I so I would be shocked if I was the Lions or the, I mean if the Jaguar. This is what I don't understand, and this is where the offensive lineman stuff gets um, confusing. Is I don't think 
any of the defensive players are worth the first overall pick that are being mocked there. Yes. It's not going to be Kyle Hamilton. He's gotten knocked a lot for his athleticism overall and his actual coverage skills. Um, it should not be Kayvon Thibodeau. I, I just don't no, see Thibodeau, it. No, Thibodeau is a, a lot of red flags. I think Thibodeau is literally a you just shake the, you just shake basically the eight ball and you might get a bust, you might get an awesome player, you might get kind of the an only guy, guy I think worthy of it is the Georgia guy. Oh, then he's Walker, been catching a yeah. lot of buzz. Yeah, the I mean, buzz. He's a fu- he's, all the sudden, he's like six eight. He's a freak athlete. He could be, you know, the next edge rusher that just changes every game. Right. You know, he could be Miles with, Garrett, Miles yeah. Garrett, Javion right. Clowney, um, type of guy. I don't know. Do you ever want to get compared to Javion Clowney though? Like, like Javion Clowney, he had microfracture surgery. Oh, oh. You know, that's a Mari Stoudemire. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's a pretty tough. Guy. And he's still in the league. Uh, yeah. You know, and I think he just got a big contract. So, yes. you know, I'm going to go here, though. I don't understand it, the Aiden Hutchinson stuff because if, as we look at day two linemen, there's two that I have on my list, and I'll start with Georgia. If you turn on the Georgia-Michigan tape from yeah, the college football player, Jamar Slayer, the, left, the, the, the tackle from Georgia, he dominated him. Yes. And I don't know how you don't pick offensive linemen in day two from the best college football team of last year. I think yeah, I mean, if he's available, if he played he, against Jordan, yeah, he's going to be. Yeah, I he's think that's be a day two guy. I think that's a question of like, what are you missing there? Like the write up here on Pro Football Focus is like he has some of the strongest hands in pass protection and allowed four pressures in twenty twenty one. It's like we're pass Playing first. In the like, SEC. Yeah, what the fuck are we missing? Like, where where is like why wouldn't you draft him over you know the kid from Washington State who has pass pro issues, Abraham Lucas? Oh, I love Abraham Lucas. <laughs> so that was where I was going to go next. I actually watched him Abraham. Lucas tape the other day. He's super athletic. So like, it's the athletic. A, he reminds me of Bakhtiari, actually. You know, Bakhtiari out of Colorado State didn't fit the mold yeah. of a data. He's not he is not as tall as a normal left tackle should be. And I actually think the Packers look at athletic linemen a lot. Sure. And I think Abraham Lucas is somebody that could play right tackle or guard in a pinch right now. And that's what the Packers look for. That's what they did when they picked John Runyon mm-hmm. Jr. They want a guy that can yeah. at this and point I think Runyon, flex around. So that's gonna be a starter. Runyon's starting next year. And Why not? He's so cheap, too. I think you ask... I also think Stenovich is going to have a major say on what they do. And Stenovich is going to... I think LaFleur talks to their guys, and he's like, all right, what... what? And I think Goody talks to him. I, I do believe that. Like, I don't think they're going to put somebody in there that's not going to fit. Like, if Penning doesn't fit, they'll, be, they'll tell him. They'll be like, yeah, this guy doesn't fit. Like, if Ray, I think Raymond fits because they sent the pro day, so I don't think that's that scenario is legit. I think they... Definitely make sure that they have the linemen that fit the system, and I think Stanovich is going to have a say on that. Any Big Ten linemen, as you know, we don't want to spend too much time in the hog mollies, <laughs> but is there anybody that we kind of haven't hit on that you would like us to take a peek at? I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, as you say, I to to kind of echo you, uh, old saying of yours is like I always like Badger linemen. Yeah, so, I mean Logan Bruss again. Like, why not take a peek at him? He works out at the same place Aaron Rodgers works out at. Why not? T- he went to a visit. Now all the Badger players that are eligible for the draft, it seemed like, went on a visit in, in, at some point in uh, early April. But Logan Bruss, day three, again, like, I want to, you know, we did it finally last year after a long yes. drought from the Mark Tauscher years uh, and Cole Van Landen, uh, who is a Green Bay guy, I believe a Bayport kid. Like, just keep taking swings at Badger linemen. Mel Kuyper said it on Willie and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin. That, like, the Badgers linemen, they always show up. Travis Frederick, go down the line. Like, these guys play in the league for a while. And I almost look at it that way, though, as, like, Big Ten linemen. Oh, yeah. You know, you think about somebody 
you know, even you like, know, like a Daniel Falali from Minnesota. Oh, right? okay. So I don't like. like so what's the story on him? I don't know. He's six eight three eighty. Okay. He he's a WWE wrestler. Like he's like he's just massive. Like I don't. What about Nicholas Pet uh, Petit Free from Ohio State? Uh, Ohio State lineman always that that's fine. Yeah, see, we've yeah, seen it. The Josh Myers and Corey Lindsley. It's all good. You know, another guy too is that is Tyler Vrabel, which is jo- is Mike Vrabel's kid. Okay, sounds good. So yeah. that I'm. Oh, Guy in the league and yeah. his and his uh, uncle is our wide receivers coach. Okay, Jason Brable. So there you go. Yeah, that seems like an interesting one. Um, there was a lot of buzz on Max Mitchell. Again, he's six six three oh seven. He is a raging Cajun. I wouldn't mind that as a day two um, pick, but it's definitely a, a position that will be addressed and you know one that's extremely important when you're you know had you know basically had to take a federal loan out to pay your quarterback. So uh, no reason in overpaying a quarterback that's thirty eight years old if you can't protect him. So was Kate Mays, was he a guy that was a top like prospect and then just never panned out? I feel like there was a Tennessee guy. I don't think it was. I think that was somebody else. So I'm going to ignore that. Let's move to tight ends. We talked a lot about linemen, which I love. You know, that's, that's my bread. Where's Mark Schlereth when we need him? No. Oh, he's recovering from heart surgery. Get out. Really? Schlereth? Stink? Yeah. Might have to buy some of his green chili then and support him. Yeah. Yeah. Get better. Stink. stink. Uh, but tight end. It's an interesting one, as you said, the interesting need, and there's a lot of interesting guys. Like I, I you well, know, well, first of all, let's look at the depth chart. Yeah, so sure. we get Bobby Tunyon back on a, a cheap deal because he blows his knee out. I don't expect Bobby to play until November. Yeah, right. I mean, just yeah, what we've seen exactly. with ACLs. So Josiah Deguera, I am still in on Josiah the Messiah. I'll, uh, I'll stay on Josiah Island with you. Okay. I mean, I was on Jace Island until yeah. he until I couldn't be. And I got kicked out of Jace Island. Yeah, you hope that year three coming off of year two of an ACL that Josiah yes. Lafleur loves him. You yes. know, the story is Lafleur saw him make a tackle on an interception, showed it <laughs> in a practice, and you know, all of a sudden he's on the draft board. It was a very highly debated pick at the yes. time, picking an H back in the third round. Right. But they might have just wanted those cultural, you know, culture guys, those interchangeable offensive pieces. Mm-hmm. That's you know, they saw last year Josiah split out wide and played in the back. I mean, that's the Amari Rogers thing, right? Is like and Amari was terrible last year and, and he had a really bad rookie year, but that's what they saw in Amari Rogers. So did Monte Adams. Yeah. Monte Adams had awful. Oh, look. I told people this about Adam. I'm not out of Amari Rodgers. No. I just knew right away he wasn't going to be a difference maker year one. I've told people, I mean, I've told people this before, but like, they, there are tweets, there are blogs where I was like, I believe in Devonte Adams. I believed in James Jones. Like, I always have a long leash with, with athletes, really. And, and it's worked out. And I've been right more times than I've been wrong. I mean, yes, Jay Sternberger was one I was wrong on. Fine. You know, sue me. Heaven forbid. I, who else was I wrong? I was wrong on like a corner, I think. I, yeah, I was wrong on Jamon Moore. So Jamon Moore, I think, was another guy who I stayed with it until I couldn't. Um, I think I still follow him on Instagram. So That's weird. we have Dominique Daphne yes. still on the roster. Um, this is a rumor only driven by me, but Aaron Rodgers <laughs> was seen working out with Kyle Rudolph the other day. They also work out at the same place out in L.A. or wherever they yeah. are in California. Kyle Rudolph's a guy that we thought about drafting. Kyle Rudolph's a guy that we actually tried to sign before. Did he was he in Notre Dame when Lafleur yeah. was there? Uh, there's definitely some potential overlap. Like, you know, and we didn't even bring up Will Fuller when we were talking receivers. But, like, uh, say if we signed Kyle Rudolph before the draft, would you be upset? No, I don't think so because I look at it and say I don't know how many more years Mercedes Lewis can do it. And if again we go back to our first episode with the Aaron Rodgers anniversary present, and Aaron Rodgers is like, all right, well we're not gonna sign Big Dog because of the years, and he who knows maybe he wants to play for the Rams, maybe he wants to play for the Chargers. I think stay. Big Dog's coming back. You think Big Dog's coming back? Yeah. Well, if, yeah. 
if Big Dog's coming back, then I don't know the need for Kyle Rudolph because I'd rather just draft a guy then. Because, you know, Bobby Tynan's going to start the year on the pup list. Right. So, uh, but still, uh, yeah, I would, I guess. crowded there than five. Yeah, players. exactly. Then it's like, you okay. we're going to have seven receivers. Yeah, exactly. we're not going to be willing to cut bait on a couple. I don't want to be the fucking Bears and have 11 tight ends. Yeah. So let's put it that way. And I just, I don't know. I like, I like a lot of tight ends. Like, I like Jelani Woods. I think he has some big dogs. I don't think any of the tight ends are able to make a contribution in your one. Really? So you don't think Jeremy Rucker, the kid from Ohio State, no, can make, a, I, make I, an impact? I mean, he's a Big Ten. I don't like Big Ten tight ends. Okay. Why? Because they just you don't think they're athletic enough. I just don't think they're athletic enough. Okay. And tell me the last really great athletic big. You know who was the last tight end from into the Big Ten that has really made it? Yeah, that's a good question. I'd have to. I'd have to like some of the Michigan tight like Kyle Brady. Like, are we going? (laughs) I mean, Kyle Brady was a bad pick. I mean, I mean, yeah. And Hawkinson has been. I mean, I don't know. Hawkinson is the jury's out on him. He's super athletic, but he wasn't. No fan. Also from Iowa, George Kittle from Iowa. So I don't know about this Big Ten thing. A, TJ Hawkinson was picked way too early. Oh, I don't disagree. So was Noah Fan. Yes, way too early. Yes. Noah Fan, I am not sure is good, and he's not going to have a shot to be good in Seattle. George Kittle is a freak. I think he's an out. <laughs> he is a freak of nature, um, and he's used in the right way. Sure. So I, I'm just, I, if we're going to draft a, a Big Ten tight end, I'd rather dra- just draft Barry's grandson. Yeah. Okay. Jake Ferguson. Yeah. Well, Jake Mel Ferguson said will be a day three pick. He'll yeah. Be picked, but right. Jake Ferguson was the only offensive threat other than Braylon Allen for the Badgers right. last year. Another guy I really like from a tight end position is Charlie Kohler from uh, Iowa State. That guy always seemed to make plays. I they didn't necessarily play in the best offense. Like Brock Purdy was is just an okay quarterback. I think Charlie Kohler has a great size to him, and I I honestly could see Charlie Kohler being a fucking freak for somebody. Where are you at with Trey Brown? I, I like him. I like I like his. He's ad- gonna be the first tight end pick. Right. He'll be a day two, late early day three pick. No, I, I think Trey McBride has – he's very athletic, very skilled. Big eye black guy. Yeah, huge eye black guy. I like that. Um, just looks like you're ready to go to war. Him and Josiah, I mean, they might get an eye black yeah, deal. Yeah, Josiah that's is, an eye black He's going Braveheart, I feel like, at the end of last season. So. <laughs> yeah, none of them have, like, the Jackson Dort where it's, like, the one eye black. with. But, yeah, no, I, I think they're I think they're interesting tight ends. I mean, Dort was another – or Dulich, sorry, the uh, UCLA, UCLA kid – I mean, it just seems a lot like that, that scares me, Chip Kelly. Yeah, tight yeah, end. Like, yeah. Does he even know how to block? Like, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't think that's exactly. I have two. I really love, not okay. like, but are interesting athletes. You know, Isaiah Likely was pretty productive at Coastal Carolina. They were fun to watch. Yeah, played and, in a up tempo system that you could translate to the pros. And, yeah, yeah. And sure. here is a day three one workout warrior. Uh, Tanner Connor from Idaho State. He's actually a wide receiver, but a lot of teams have been working him out at tight end. He actually went to the Washington Pro Day to get more visibility and ran like a 4-4. He's like 225. So you just take a flyer on uh, him yeah, basically to say like, all right, we're going to... I gonna- would rather take a six-round pick on this guy and see if he can play special teams right away. And, you know, so we don't have to have Josiah DeGuerre blow his knee out again on special teams. That's, I mean, that could be another factor of who you draft. Is what, like, does, what, do does you, Rich, what does the card dealer want? Yes, do? what does well, Pitbull, Pitbull, Pitbull Rich 
what does pit bot pit boss rich can't fucking talk what what does he want from a tight end position in terms of special teams because that could really help out the packers in terms of their depth i think that's a really important part of the special teams conversation is how do you build your depth and avoid guys like josiah degura playing on special teams to avoid injury to do my mike mayhawk you know cameron uh, latu from alabama he played a lot he got a lot of targets it felt like for someone that had you know 10 first round receivers around him like i'm never opposed to drafting alabama guys but i think tight end has to be like it's a perfect scenario right i think it's a pretty weak draft overall um and it's been a hard position to develop over the years now does everybody want the next travis kelsey yes I would love the next Travis Kelsey, but he also got kicked out of Cincinnati a couple times. Right. So it's tough to find these guys, and we've seen people overpay, you know, a lot for tight ends as of late. Um, nobody uses tight ends better than Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. He's done that for 10 years, and, you know, Gronk had major injury concerns coming out of college. He was red flagged by a lot of teams. Right. And, hey, look, he's thinking about re-signing with the Bucks again. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a position I don't think the Packers have, you know, they haven't really done well. No, I, I mean, mean they haven't. Bobby Tanyan is the best Shemura, tight end we had since Bubba Franks. Right, Shamara, well, Bubba Jermichael Franks, Jermichael Finley, yeah. But we've really missed. But over yeah, it's not not in the Lafleur, not in the recent era has the Packers done well tight end wise. Yeah, DJ Williams was a miss in round four from Andrew, Arkansas. Andrew Corliss was a miss. Corliss, um, it was a third round pick. Sternberger, third round pick. They, the Martellus uh, Bennett experiment was awful. <laughs> well, yeah, but that was a signing. I know, I'm just saying. But no, you're right. Jimmy And Jimmy Graham, who mentioned, now, now another Jimmy Graham reference on the podcast, Jimmy Graham was a bust. He, we didn't figure out how to use Jimmy Graham the right way. I no think one that, did, though, after Drew Brees. Right. right? Yeah, the Bears, I, to their credit, I think they were able to figure it out last year. Well, with jump their, ball. Yeah, Once exactly. Game, and he's probably going to come down. Yes, and that was what the Bears did, and that was with their eleven tight ends. Jimmy yeah. Jimmy Graham has now turned into like the rim runner in the NBA. Yeah, we're like the, he's the Clint Capella. Yeah, like he can't do everything, can't play all the time. Yeah, he's gonna get you know, just in the dunker the spot a little bit. Dunker spot, yeah. exactly. Um, how funny would it be if the Bears draft another tight end just to like continue with the joke? Yeah, uh, it would be pretty hilarious. Um, I think the Bears are gonna go pretty heavy defense. No, I know, but I, I just, I just had to get a Bears, Bears tight end yeah, joke. They don't have in a that. lot of ammunition. No, I know. They um, don't. You know the fact that they let Aaron uh, Allen Robinson walk for free. Very yeah. strange. Uh, he didn't want to be there. I, I think know, there they was a... have at least put the franchise tag on him and dealt him for a third round pick or something. I don't know. You know, like why would you let? And they're gonna get a compensatory pick, but not till next year. And it'll probably be a third or fourth round pick. The, you know, the Bears are a long way away. From oh, I know. Uh, they I, have I, a miserable I know. offensive line. They have an offensive lineman. They still don't know if, who was good from last year. Trayvon Jenkins, yeah. yeah. Who I kind of liked, and thank God we didn't pick him because they he got gets hurt right he's away. Got worse back than Tiger. <laughs> so. Oh man. Well, we went long on the lineman. That's all right. You said the, the wide receiver is going to be the longest one we did. This was twenty eight minutes. So. I think they're the two most important positions. <laughs> Thanks. Look, man, that's good, and hopefully you guys got smarter from that. Nolan Murphy on Twitter and Instagram at the Nolan Murphy. You guys know where to find me. I already hyped it out in the beginning. We will be back with the edge rusher uh, conversation. We'll talk that. Probably make some Zedarius jokes, I'm sure. All right, see you guys. We are back with yet another edition of Murph's Draft Manifesto. Nolan Murphy here with me at Nolan Murphy on Twitter and Instagram. You can hear him there. Not hear him. See his... His thoughts, his feelings. Occasional about the, tweets these occasional days. Occasional tweets. Mostly, mostly just Packers, golf, 
maybe some you know as we get into a Bucks another uh, championship. Yeah, you got you hop on the bandwagon. Your boy I, LeBron down here. I've been on the bandwagon all year. I've I been know, a number of Bucks games. I've been on the hardwood a couple times. So. I just I just like giving. You know, I just have to wrestle your cage. About yeah, LeBron. Do I watch on Valley Sports? No, it's a shitty fucking platform. So <laughs> Don't I listen, get. Yeah, I listen to the Bucks radio network. Mur- Murph could do a full pot. We could do a full Valley Sports podcast if we if we wanted to. Uh, but we are talking about edge rushers, a position of, I would say, pretty neat. Uh, I would, where would you put it on the need scale? Would you be like at the receiver level? Would you put it at the lineman level? No, I think it's tier one lineman and receivers. And then I think tier two is a front seven guy. Okay. I had actually, you know, and we're going to do linebackers separate here. Yeah. We'll do edge rushers and probably defensive interior sure. linemen. Yeah. Uh, but I do think a front seven impact guy. I love that we re-signed, uh, you know, Dre Campbell. Yeah. Um, but uh, we just we have not had an impact linebacker in a long time that can get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at Roquan Smith. You know, so I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I think it's a need in the front seven. I think we do not have enough defensive playmakers in the front seven right now. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I mean. It's get Kenny Clark some help. I mean, really, that's the that's the goal. Get him like, off the of double teams. How do I don't we, want to get double teams on Rashawn Gary. How do we get Kenny Clark some help? Can Rashawn Gary? Is it not a flash in a pan? Is can it he, legit? Can he become TJ Watt? Right. I mean, he's is, a freak. Yeah. Is it legit? Is this the next great defensive edge rusher? And if it is, great. He'll get but another contract. You still need to rotate guys. You still need to keep guys. And that's what the Packers and have done for years. What are we getting out of Preston Smith? Is he going to be? Right. Is he going to be twenty twenty uh, Preston Smith or twenty twenty one? Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I think that's the a great question, and you start with the edge rusher, and I think it's a a thing that they could draft in the first round. Like, I don't think it's out of the question that they wouldn't draft an edge rusher. So, let me ask you. Let's start here. If George Karlfatis, I try. I think I did well in the Greek name there. If George falls to twenty two, are you drafting him? I don't love George. What is your, you know, kind of purview on him for watching I, a lot of Big Ten? I, I like him. I, he's always he's always involved. He, you know, in like Big Ten lineman scared Ryan me. Ca- Ryan Kerrigan, though. Yeah, but, but Ryan Kerrigan. Ryan Kerrigan was a fucking awesome red edge rusher. And he's in the Preston Smith territory. Is he's not uh, an All Pro Pro Bowler, but he is a consistent yeah. starter. Now, can he put his hand down? I don't know. I don't think so. So that's I think what worries he's... me. I think we actually need somebody to put their hand down in an interior-wise. Um, but because I don't know if an edge is going to get on the field right away. So, yes. And, and that's true. And, you know, I think there are a lot of guys that are interesting. And where you ask yourself, hey, is that guy just a workout warrior? Like Bo, Mafa, Bo Mafe from, from Minnesota. From Minnesota. Is, is he, he just a... Mingo? Or, yeah, yeah, right. Is he just a workout warrior? Is he a guy that is basically all of it's based on how well he's done workout-wise or can he actually be an impact player. I mean, he's massive. Like, he's 6'4", 263. Like, that's really good size. You really have played against legitimate linemen with playing against, you know, the Big Ten and things like that. So I I understand what you're saying about Big Ten speed, but you also have to imagine they're facing off against – we just did a lineman podcast about how valuable Big Ten linemen are, and that's the guys they're going up against and succeeding against and winning against. So that proves off for Aiden Hutchinson. We're not drafting Aiden Hutchinson. No, 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 no. no. We're not drafting Kayvon Thibodeau. Those guys will not be there. We're not moving up for them. 
No, yeah. You, and you, I guess if Kayvon Thibodeau has some really off-the-field concerns and he starts dropping, that would be a big draft day storyline as a guy that you're, yes. you know, hour two, he's in the green room still. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So I definitely think that there are some edge opportunities there. Um, do you have a guy that you're targeting? A guy I like Trayvon Walker a lot. Um, if he's there, I don't think he will no. be. Um, you know, it's a bummer on David Ojabo. Uh, yes. He tore the Achilles. I think that would make Packer fans pretty upset if we took a guy that's basically going to have a redshirt year. Yeah, I don't think the Packers are in that position to get a guy with a redshirt year. I think that's a thing that a team like the Jets maybe do, or a team you know where the it's Lions, like the like, Lions in a compensation pick, where the Lions or the Texans they are not yeah Texans there you go like late second round or uh, early third er, early third. I think he'll be an early second round pick still. Okay. Yeah, I, I think this just based on there. It, yeah. for a team that doesn't have a bright future at the moment. Right. Um but I do, I mean there are a couple edge guys I do like. Uh, I like Jer- uh, Jeffrey Gunter from Coastal Carolina. Um, I really like Dominic Robinson. My favorite day two edge rusher is actually Drake Jackson. He a, lot a lot of Drake Jackson a lot smoke of Preston, has been. A lot of Preston Smith vibes. Former five-star recruit. Played really well at USC. I watched some tape of him, you know, kind of in this process of figuring out guys I like. I love the name Drake Jackson. I like USC. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's linemen. Yeah, um, we have had some success there. The so he's a guy. I don't think this is a day one need unless somebody falls to us at edge-wise. I actually think the interior is a little bit more uh, of. So we can we can move there. What about, you know Travis Jones? I think is the name that has been kind of coming off the UConn kid. Yes, not a lot of UConn guys have been good at football <laughs> no, over the years. No. Byron Jones is one of them yes. that comes to mind. There was the running back that I can't even think of that was. In oh, uh, Donald Donald Brown. Donald Brown was a successful NFL run, line, uh, running back for the Colts. Uh, I like Devion Watt uh, again, a Georgia guy. He's someone that I think could really help the Packers out. Um, you know, we did sign um, J. Ron Reed. He is going to be hopefully a starter for the Packers and help out Kenny Clark. It looks like Tyler Lannister will not come down, come back. Jordan Davis. Okay. I mean, he loses all yes, the weight. Let's talk about it. He was probably the most popular defensive player last year in college football. Yes. Other than People have talked about for Heisman. Like, there was a real question. And, you know, when he did his draft day thing, I was out in the Shamrock Shuffle texting you like, oh, my God, like, this is crazy. Like, and I, I kind of sneaky thought, okay, Jordan Davis, maybe he's a guy we get at 22. And then I listened to Todd McShay talk about basically this is the best shape of his in his life, and this is the problem. Like he needs to stay at 340, and he always seems to balloon to 360. Mm-hmm. So if the Packers are convinced, is this a Mount Cody issue? Right. If the Packers are convinced that they can keep him at his weight, and they convince that with the strength and conditioning team, they have a plan in place. And that Davis is willing to get on that plan, then we could put Kenny Clark. Oh my at God! The, at that I mean, outside lineman position, amount, and the, the amount of sack opportunities—it's endless. And it's if gonna you're going to pay Kenny Clark that way, you have to put him at a position to make plays. Sure, but I still think Kenny Clark makes plays in the middle. I'd push back on that to say like Kenny Clark still makes an impact, even if yeah, he's he, not making sacks. He does disrupt plays all the he's, time. Yeah. He frees up things for Rashawn Gary. But I look at interior lineman almost as a better first round need for us. Um, if someone's there or early second, you know, right. we're able to package some of those twos together to move up or the Raiders pick. Right. I do not like DeMarvin Leal. I think I understand he goes to that Murph philosophy of a fifth round or a five star guy. He kind of has the Rashawn Gary stuff in him where he is a freak. He's really good. He was really good, but he had a lot of off the field stuff. He never seemed to want to play. And like, I don't know. Those guys. Give me kind of the heebie-jeebies. Like I just feel like you're you're asking a lot 
from from that kind of guy. What about Haskell Garrett from Ohio State? He had seven sacks in two years. A productive guy in the Big Ten. I like Ohio State defensive linemen. Um, you know, it's a blue blood program. It's something you. I hate when we miss on Big Ten players. Yeah, you just you worry a little bit about just is he experienced enough to step in right away? Yeah, right. He's a two year look, guy. DJ Slayton really wasn't able to play a lot last no. year out of Florida. Right, and he came on a little bit late. He had yeah. some impactful games, but nothing of note. And you know that I don't know who we're, who's going to be our third to starting third starting defensive lineman right now. Yes, exactly. And so whether and it might be Jaron Reed, but if if it's not Jaron Reed, then what what are you going with? Is it going to be one of those guys? You know, could you look at a you know more of the SEC Logan Hall? Oh, oh. Cool. A little watching some Haskell Garrett. There, Haskell Garrett. Right there. Yeah, no. Um, you know, there there are some SEC guys. You know, Fladarian Mathis from Alabama. That Zachary just checks Carter. my boxes in Alabama. Guy. Right. Like, Zachary Carter from Florida, who was Slayton, was also from Florida and stuff like that. It'll be interesting. Um, it, it is, though, something. I like Travis Jones. He's been mocked to us for a long time, I feel like. I feel like there's a lot of smoke there. Yeah, we'll some people, someone knows something where those guys get mocked. Are there any players where you look at it and you're like, okay, that guy we've talked about with the teams, whether it be the Vi- we'll just say Vikings and Lions since the Bears don't have a lot of draft capital. If the Lions were to get Hutchinson, if say the the Jaguars don't get him, do you I, think- I think that's it. I actually do think it's too much of a Campbell pick, and he actually sells a lot of tickets yes. know, because of the Michigan connection. Right. I, I don't. I see him being a productive guy. I don't think he pans out as the you know number two overall pick. But you know they may feel that he you know Trey. I think they should pick Trey Van Walker or an offensive lineman. Um, I don't know if they will. They might pick Lig Willis. Jermaine Johnson is an interesting guy out of Florida State. Um, it's you know I'm sure we'll get a lot of Jamal Reynolds vibes from back in the day. <laughs> yes. The first ever Packer I correctly selected uh, in 2000 2001 <laughs> whatever forget. that was at, at a young age. Uh, Oklahoma guy and Nick Bonito, he's interesting. Kinsley in, in Gob Berry is interesting out of South Carolina, back to the edge position, as well as you know uh, Aaron Ibikite from Penn State. Penn State seems like a factory. So guy. that's a I so going to Penn State. Remember Owe, uh, and I was Ofa Owe. I think it was Jason Owe when he started. He was a guy that we talked. I think we talked about I on the he was podcast. Too skinny. Like yeah, no we, too, too skinny. Sean Gary is shooting. Yeah, guys. exactly, and didn't do a lot, and then he was awesome. First year, and the Ravens system is the Ravens, and they produce edge rushers like it's their business. But you have to at least consider what Penn State has been putting out from a pass rush perspective, and at least consider it, and and know that like they're obviously James doing Franklin something has right. It out, it seems right, like. exactly, and that to me would be a, a good point in the right direction. Is there anybody deep in this draft? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. You know, right? These guys. Like Myron Tugavaloa Amsoa from Notre Dame. Again, that's Jeffrey Gunter from Coast Carolina is going to be a day three pick. Yeah. He's a guy that I would look at as an edge development guy. Kind of be what we thought we had with Jonathan Garvin, who I believe is still on the team. Yeah, Garvin's still there. Uh, Kinsley Kiki, no longer a Packer. He was a late cut last year. uh, Right. Some off the field issues, it seemed like. Yeah, did not seem. Did that seem right uh, that there was anything going on there with Kinsley Kike? Sam Williams from Old Miss, another guy, third third day SEC, you know, can get to the quarterback. I, I like that senior. I think that matters. Like I, I really do think experience is going to matter for the Green Bay Packers because they're in win now. So that's where the, going back to Haskins Garrett. I wonder if they, if they're going to not necessarily go after those guys who need time to develop that. And that also goes back to our first podcast with Christian Watson. It's like. 
Packers don't have time. Like that's that should be the thing that a lot of people. Is DJ Dale a guy you look at that someone can play A and B gap from Alabama and just say, hey, this guy was uh, you know obviously played a lot of snaps at Alabama. You know played over uh, you know over 350 snaps the last two years yes. for a great Alabama sure. defense. Sure. Absolutely, I'll take a flyer on him in day three. Right, exactly. Um, you know, Majai Sanders from Cincinnati might be too skinny at 248. Yeah, and he looked like a linebacker at, two, like, at the combine. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And at the Senior Bowl, he was a skinny guy. I thought. Yeah, you you need to put on some weight again. That could be a guy you don't have time to wait for. You don't have time to wait and and make sure that it happens. Uh, and then Cameron Thomas from. San Diego State, who a little bigger, 267. But, again, uh, Mountain West, who are you really facing in the Mountain West from a lineman perspective? That sounds like a project to me. Exactly, yeah. It's, you you, you got to be careful with this. I think edge rusher is a type of position where... It's like drafting a, a number three in the NBA right now. Are they going to be a tweener or are they going to be a three and D guy? It's always tough to figure yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good comparison, honestly, because it's 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 very similar. It's... It's like, what are you getting? Are you getting just a complete pass rusher or a guy that can do more? Like, I, I, it's in the archives. You can find it. I was not a TJ Watt guy. I thought TJ Watt was going to be trash, really. I didn't understand why people, I thought it was just a Badger thing. Everybody wanted TJ Watt to be a Packer because of the Badger connection. And I was like, all this guy does is bull rush. That's all he does. He has no moves. He has, yeah, exactly. He has no moves. I even have a blog article where I said I would take Vince Beagle over TJ Watt. How did that work out? Did yeah. not work out well, Murph. But I mean, I also thought Adam Gase would be a great coach for the backers. So, yeah, we don't need them all. What are you, you going to do? There's a reason I have two rejection letters from NFL GMs <laughs> for a reason uh, on my desk. So, uh, we are not experts by any means, but I, I do feel like we have a pretty good idea. You know, thirty years into this. Oh yeah, Packers we. Offices. I mean, there's our there's our, our guys. We always tend to say like, all right, that's a guy. Like if Travis Jones goes to the Vikings or Travis Jones goes to the Bears or goes and they to might, the Vikings might need that. Michael right. Pierce no longer on the team. Right. So. Yeah. And then we're texting. Well, probably not because you're in Mexico, but we're at least recapping the next week, and we're like, fuck, he went to the Vikings, and you know that that happens, and I and it's just part of the draft process. So. It's an interesting draft. I don't think it's as deep as like when we talk about linemen and receivers. Like it's not like feel like there's a bottom there, and it's not. It, well, there becomes just a developmental. Edge. Right, exactly, and so it's not as not as thrilling, I think, as as other positions, and not but, as sexy. You know, like, no, we do need defensive help. I think it's it's actually caused us to lose a lot of games not being able to consistently get to the quarterback. You look at some of these defensive lines that have won yeah. Super Bowls of like the Bucks, you know, the Rams, it felt like they just kept having guys come in. Yeah, it was some random dude just came coming coming in and making and plays. And we haven't had that in a no. long time from a depth you know perspective. We could never get to Darius, Preston, and Rashawn Gary really on the field a lot together. Right. Um, you know, when they were all healthy in twenty twenty. So Yeah, and and Zedarius is also a guy who I don't think anyone's gonna miss him. No, I he wasn't think... a culture guy. He's a guy that no. got the captain he, patch tattooed he, on him. Yeah, he's a fucking me guy. Yeah, he and... wanted to get paid again and we weren't willing to pay him. So yeah, exactly. Uh, I think what Preston Smith did showing up to be a leader last year was really impressive. Um and, you know, it'll be interesting how Goody adds to, you know, let's say the, the front five, um, and we can get to it, you know, in the next episode of you know, linebackers. I, I think something linebackers and safeties where we do need some impact still. So. For sure. Absolutely. Well, we'll look forward to that. Thank you, Murph, for again. Another, another one in the books, and we'll uh, be back for the last one. All right. Another and last edition of the Murph Draft Manifesto. We are talking linebackers and a little bit of safeties. 
Uh, Murph is here with us again. You can find him at Nolan Murphy on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the big board will be out, what, Tuesday, Wednesday? Draft. Tuesday, Wednesday, the draft. That'll be, be maybe the first thing written on Tapping Keg Sports in a, a long, long time. time. Yeah, it'll be like Bill Simmons writing in the ringer. My fingers yeah. somehow still work. Mine don't. I, um, I, I always have uh, something going on the week of the draft where I'm up late. <laughs> it's a tradition like no other. Um, you know, a lot of cups of coffee from Folgers have been used over the years. Get him, um, get the guy a sponsor. Yeah, huh? exactly. Maybe Collectivo. Cle- Collectivo can step up to the plate. Uh, maybe even Black Rifle Coffee. But, uh, yeah, uh, it'll be out before I get on a plane to Cabo San Lucas. So there you go. I'll be spending draft week. So Exactly. Yeah, my work's already been done at that point. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're going to do the picture, the Instagram live from the Dread the War Room. Yeah, and it's going to be, yeah. you like, you know. Maybe with one of those coconut, like, yeah. uh, mocktails or something like that. Maybe somebody fanning me with uh, some sort of uh, leaf and something like that. Big Andy Reid Hawaiian shirt vibes. Maybe... Maybe dip into the two of Marcus Mariota draft uh, draft day. Where if, if I if I had to put odds on you getting your bald head sunburned in the first day, I would say it's it's off the table. Oh, see, I'm protective of the head. Oh, okay. I, I hate to look at you know those relatives you have or friends you that are older that have like the sunspots on their head. So I'm actually overprotective with the dome. Interesting. I'm so you go like have, SPF 100. Yeah, on I'm more to have the Stuart sink. You take the hat off and it looks like I'm wearing a, a swim cap. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we're talking linebackers. Uh, you, some might be like Charlie Murph. Why? Why are we talking linebackers? We signed Devondre Campbell. Like we don't. We don't need a linebacker. Well, on contraire, Mo and Frere, it's a a loaded linebacker draft, and B, you still need help there. You still need that guy who can kind of be the rangy dude. Well, Devondre Campbell did a lot to stabilize the middle. You're still looking for his counterpart. You're still looking for his Robin. And that's a that's a contract we could get out of too, right. pretty quickly. Yes, exactly. And Chris Barnes, while I liked him and Chris Barnes is kind of one of my guys, I don't know if Chris Barnes is a sustainable uh, off- linebacker starter. Now, Packers have famously been known to not draft linebackers, so it would be hilariously ironic if the one year Green Bay has two first round picks if one of them's used on a linebacker. Well, and I'd be fine because hey, I hope uh, our new special teams coach understands that Ty Summers cannot be on the on the field anymore. Oh look, Ty Summers, if you would talk about least favorite Packers for our group chat, our our friendship, Ty Summers is way up there. Um, we've hated Ty Summers really from the start. Um, it's really nothing against Ty Summers. It's it's just, I don't know, you have to find a middle linebacker. Hey, I hate Brad Jones forever. Ty, Ty Summers filled the Brad Jones role really here. Yeah, Brad Jones stunk for a long time. Dunk foot Brad Jones, yes. And I think this is a need too because Oren Burke's no longer on the roster. Yep, now with San Francisco. Um, yeah, now with San Francisco. I'm sure he'll be a great player there. Yeah, probably. Uh, which will be you know, really fun to see, and it, it's just something of need. I think overall, you know, the Oren Burks experiment was not something that worked out. Uh, Chauncey Rivers is a guy that I believe will be on the practice squad. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we screwed around a lot at linebacker for a number of years. I can't even think of the Minnesota kid. Uh, um, oh, uh, Kamal Martin. Kamal Martin, who's not on the team anymore. Nope. He could never stay healthy. Um, and, you know, we've tried some veteran guys, you know, over the years. Um Christian Kirksey did not work out. Nope. So I think having a, a linebacker that can play three downs is something that you need in the NFL now. Yep. Um, and it's a big draft. Um, so we do want to do Nicobe Dean thing. Let's do Nicobe Dean first because I'm Dean's fascinated. Ro- Ro- I think he's Rokon Smith. He's a leader. He was the captain of the Georgia defense, it felt like. Right. And he's extremely rangy. People think he's undersized, but like those linebackers work in the NFL now. Again, this goes back to, I think, the thing I said in the wide receiver podcast where I was like, I. 
are there are guys that I just noticed, and I don't I don't really fucking care about any of the measurables. I I realize Brian Gunakus might, and so this disagrees with it. But my like meathead sports is like Nicole. I always saw Nicole Dean making a play for Georgia and making something happen, and Georgia was the best fucking defense. And why Maybe the best defense we've seen right. in Alabama exactly defense in the last and, two years. and like undersized linebackers to your point have worked like Brian Urlacher, uh Zach Zach Thomas like there are examples and of guys this. that can cover are so look look at the Bobby Wagner's yes the, that's like, a really great example the, the Niners linebackers that are just Fred Warner yeah Fred Warner I mean these guys disrupt the Packers all the time yes so why can't the Packers have their own version and if they got Nicole Dean at twenty two or twenty eight I would be thrilled. Yeah, what about Devin Lloyd? Because I like Devin Lloyd a lot. I that I lost so much money against that Utah defense. <laughs> I mean, gosh, how many times was I on Oregon? And it yes. felt like, why is why is Utah you know favorite? Is maybe the best Utes team of all time, other than the Urban Meyer, Alex led Alex Smith led team. I like Devin Lloyd a lot. I think he is a playmaker, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm not, you know, this is not 1985 anymore where we need the Dick Butkus, right. you know, in the middle. Um, we don't need slow linebackers. Right, and that, Devin Lloyd like showed he can blitz. He can show he can cover tight ends. I can probably talk myself into Devin Lloyd. I just think at 22, I would expect either a receiver, a lineman, and if it ends up being Devin Lloyd, that's just such a turn from what we've seen. And I, I would make it work. And, and like, this isn't like you're like, oh, this is Charlie Spinzone. It's like, no, I just trust what the Packers are doing. Like, I know what the Packers are doing, and it's usually the right thing. So that's where I'd be fine with Devin Lloyd. It's the opposite of how we trust the Packers in January. Oh, 100%. Yeah, exactly. We trust the Packers in April, not in January. Exactly. And some fans are like, we hate the front office no matter what. And we're so Devin Lloyd, to me, I think would be one of those picks that would make a lot of Packer fans cringe. But Devin Lloyd could then be a premier like defensive rookie of the year type, and then everybody's eating their words by November. Uh, and we saw Micah Parsons make. I mean, I wanted Micah Parsons last year. Right now, I never was thought he, he the was, Eric, have, was he the Eric Berry Memorial. He was up there. Now, I never thought he was going to have ten no. plus sacks. No. And the Cowboys are staying pat and playing him at linebacker. We'll see about that. Um, Leo Chanel, the Wisconsin kid, freak athlete, and yes. that Wisconsin defense was one of the better defenses. We saw in a long time for the Badgers, and if they would have any pulse at offense, you know they would have had more success in the Big Ten. Where are you at with Leo Chanel? I think it's really good. I think okay. he can stop the run. I think that's the thing that they still need. Like there were some numbers with Devondre Campbell that weren't great against the run, and if it's like we can make sure that the running run is stopped, I do worry about the quickness. And I know you're like, okay, yeah, white guy from Wisconsin, but it, it you gotta. Well, and Mel Kiper came on and said he thinks he's only a two down linebacker. Yeah, he, he's and more that's... Of a thumper. Mel Kiper said. You know, in 1985, Leo Chanel would have been a top five pick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That scares me. Yeah, that's a little worrisome. It's like, I don't know if that is worth a the first, second round pick. Is it worth maybe the... He the, sounds he, like Vince Beagle to yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, I don't think he's that bad. I think he's better than Vince Beagle. Like, Vince Beagle was, remember, he got picked, I think, what? the four, He was the first pick in day three. So that was... I don't think that's... Leo Chanel's not that Would bad. you rather have Jack Sanborn where he's going to get drafted or Leo Chanel where Jack he's going to get drafted? Jack Sanborn. Special teamer, hopefully. Yes. And also, he's a little rangier. He, to me, I feel like you could put Jack Sanborn on edge and make something happen. I'm not saying you could put him there every time, but I think you could put him on the edge and get away with it, and it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Uh, the, the linebacker I like the most that will be a day two pick is Brian Asamoah from Oklahoma. He is 
the sideline to sideline guy. Um, he made a lot of impact plays on a bad Oklahoma defense that felt like it was always playing from behind. And he is extremely athletic. He almost reminds me of it, that in-the-box safety type guy that can cover anywhere. So here's the thing with him. This to me would be like, hey, we don't want to spend a first-round pick on a guy like N'Kobe Dean because we worry that you, there are worries. We have other Fine. needs. And, yeah, we we have have other, and we have other needs. To me, this is basically what you'd get with N'Kobe Dean. Maybe not as good, but Asamoa, it's a similar thing. 6'1". So he's a little taller, but he's 228. Like, he's small. So it's like, how do you – is that – can that happen? Can that work? Yeah. Uh, the other guy I like had some injury concerns but has the pedigree is Christian Harris. He showed up in the national championship game. He he met some of those Georgia uh, running backs like head-to-head, and it was scary. I mean, he is a thumper. He reminds you of what an Alabama linebacker looks like. Dante Hightower, you know, comes to mind. A Brandon Spikes out of Florida. These guys, head down, they're mean guys. Um, does his injury history or just the pedigree of guys around him concern you? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I also think he had some trouble against the middle of the field. Alabama had some middle of the field concerns with their linebacker. So he, to me, is he a better ver- Is he a more athletic version of Leo Chanel? Is that what I'm getting with Christian Harris? I don't know. And I thought linebacker was a position we were going to target last year. Last year, there was a lot of good uh, Ohio State you know, linebackers that we never ended up getting. Um, you know, you have to look at the two Georgia guys again. Yeah, Channing, Tyndale, and Quay Walker. Tind- Tyndale, again, another guy who sideline to sideline can definitely move. Do worry about the project thing. He only played a year, full year of playing time. Is that okay? Can you make that because he just played in a system of Kirby Smart where you know what you're getting out of it because of what what it is, right? And so I, I do think I do think Tyndall is an interesting guy to look at as well as Quan Walker. Brandon Smith's a guy that's 240 pounds, but an amazing athlete and also played a lot in the defensive backfield for <laughs> Penn State somehow in 2020 during the pandemic here. He's a guy that I like a lot, played uh, you know, uh, with Micah Parsons. Um, he's a five-star recruit from Virginia. Um, he is someone that I think, you know, intangibly wise, not even 21 yet. Um, I like as a day two or day three pick as well. Yes. Uh, and there, there also, also is the potential of, you know, someone, someone along the lines of Troy Anderson from Montana state who's a converted linebacker. He, this is his first year playing linebacker and he's already getting drafted and out of Montana state day three could be an interesting... I don't even know what conference Montana State is. Montana State? What are they in? Are they in the Mountain West? Or no, 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 no. The they're in the FCS. They're with. They're lumped with the... Uh, Idaho State. Ida- no, uh, they're lumped in... No, Wyoming's in uh, D1. They're with like NDSU and stuff like that. Okay. So uh, NDSU moving into the D1 though, right? I don't know if that's ever happened. I don't know if they will. But there are guys... Uh, the only other one I think we haven't covered off on linebacker-wise is Chad Muma. From Wyoming, uh, he, speaking of. He scares me a little bit, like Wyoming linebacker. Like, right. I just don't see it. Uh, <laughs> like, like, Josh Allen, only notable name. I mean, Wyoming did have a really good defense, so you could see maybe there's something there with him. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. There there could be some real, some real issues, and I don't know if he can actually move side to side like we'd want. Yeah. I think the other position here, we're not going to concentrate too much on corner because I think – you know, Packers fans would jump off a branch if we picked one in the first round. Just Kid came. from what, Trent McDuffie from Washington. Yeah, that's like. my. That's a horror film, indeed. I mean, that's another Freddy Krueger film right there. You could just retape Halloween. Um, you know, we're gonna pay Jair Alexander, which it sounds like I am lukewarm on that. 
Um, to say the least, I love Eric Stokes. He was a guy we targeted last year, and he was one of the best rookie defenders, uh, I thought, in the NFL last year. He is a freak athlete, can run with everybody. So I don't think corner is a need as of today. Yes, we do need to replace Chando Sullivan, but we can figure that out. Yeah, that's you know, and, that could be Shamar Jean Charles, right? Exactly. Like, we have some guys we've invested in that position over the last few years. But at safety, you know, the Packers have two safeties that are public favorites. Darnell Savage needs to stop jumping when he has an interception opportunity. He cost us the Vikings game at U.S. Bank on the road. He dropped an interception, a free fly ball from Kirk Cousins. I see him do that all the time, leaving his feet. Kyle Hamilton is a dream. I think he is just a playmaker in the Troy Palomalo uh, you know, way that will be around the NFL for a long time. Uh, but Jaquan Brisker and Kirby Joseph, the kid from Penn State. I love Jaquan Brisker. As uh, the guy from Illinois. I, I think... Um, you know, this could be Adrian Amos's last year as a Packer. I thought actually we were going to part ways with him, but he did a restructure in terms of, you know, taking care of some money off the salary cap. But I think Adrian Amos has been an okay free agent signing. It's always great to take a guy away from a rival. And, you know, Darnell Savage has actually looked at uh, someone the Packers traded up for is not getting, a, they gave up too much draft value for him. And he was kind of an athlete coming out of Maryland. Right. So I don't think Darnell Savage has really lived up to the hype. And he's someone that we're going to have to pay as well pretty soon here. He's going to have a fifth year option. The, the thing you like about Kirby Joseph is he has a 6'8 wingspan. So the guy can fucking reach for those interceptions. And that's. And when you have three good corners, you're going to want to have guys that can make plays in the middle. What about Lewis Seen, who is a guy who a lot of Packer Twitter, that's kind of a Packer Another draft guy, Twitter. Right. Yeah, Georgia dude who doesn't necessarily miss tackles and can make plays. So you have him as a guy, maybe you use him more as a rover and you say, okay, we don't, again, going back to the Dean commentary, you don't want to necessarily draft Dean because of the concerns of the height and the weight. And maybe you then do the safety and you're like, this is our version of Dean, but also he can cover and maybe replace Adrian or Darnell. Yeah, I think we'd actually probably look at more of like a Brian Cook guy out of Cincinnati. Um, you know, another name just for funniness and probably a day three pick is Smoke Monday out of Auburn. Smoke Monday, I mean, <laughs> name yeah. of the draft. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, talk about getting a cannabis sponsor for the yeah, Packers. So. Yeah. Smoke Monday in, in Titletown would be a fun one. Yeah, smoke them up. Like, I mean, the amount of things you could do with Smoke Monday. Monday Savage would be a hell of a pairing <laughs> in the back. In, in, Monday in, Savage sounds like a, uh, that sounds like a mixtape ready to, ready to drop. Yeah, I think Little Dirk is working on that right now. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think safety is going to be a position that we will target at some point because of the special teams value. We have to get better at special teams. Yes, no question about it. And we have done it so far by at least getting a better coach, but you're going to know he has guys that he likes to play, and safeties and linebackers play special teams. I I would have to imagine that we talked about this in a few of those, about what the conversations that are going on. I think there's a conversation that's been had with Basicchia and LaFleur and maybe Kunikus too, of what do you usually put on what like give us what your what it looks like and then what I would do and is take what we what the Packers did what Mo Drayton did and like how does it compare and then what what are we missing and then how can that be filled in whether it be the draft whether it be unrestricted free agents how or um, undrafted free agents excuse me which the Packers do well you know yes. we're gonna have I think we've had an undrafted free agent make the roster uh, since Ron Wolf was a GM it's like the Badger walk on thing it's weird how it like kind of goes in in tandem but it's very rare that we miss on somebody there I think it'll be interesting between Rich and Goody because Rich obviously knows what fits on special teams units 
And the problem and the reason I think that we've struggled at special teams is Goody is such a measurables guy. He, we all know the specific statistic he looks at. Yes. You know, I believe he loves broad jumps too. Broad jumps, ten yard shuttle. He looks at those guys, and those guys a lot of times have been athletes. They've been raw. Um, and they don't know how to play special teams, and that's a college football problem. You know, right? When you have ninety-man rosters, you know your go-to guys are not special teams players. That's why I love Jamison Williams. You know, he yeah. famously got kicked out of the SEC championship game for a targeting call uh, on a punt returner, and then came back in the first game of the college football playoff and laid somebody out again. So finding some people in college football that played special teams and that are draftable, I think is something that Rich is going to ask for. And Goody may be like, well, why are we drafting somebody that doesn't have the upside? Well, Goody, look at it. It hasn't worked out. EQ, MBS, Jamon Moore, they could not play special teams. Juwan Winfrey was a disaster as a gunner, I felt like. Yeah, he so, couldn't keep contained. It was just too excited. Yeah, no, I, I'll be interested to see if there's anything that changes from a philosophy standpoint when we get, when we get done with it, when we look at it. We're like, wow, this isn't a goody guy, or it's this is like borderline a goody guy, and then we'll wonder, you know, is that the Basikia influence? Is that even Stenovich's influence offensively, where it's maybe a little more O line focused? And who knows how his philosophy will change, but between what Lafleur and Hackett did, I don't know. And I think this is a good transition as we talk special teams, and we kind of reach the end of you know the taping of these yes. draft manifestos. Um, Pat O'Donnell, I thought a great signing. Um, you know, he's a Palm Beach County guy where I used to live. He is a former Bear. He can also he, punt in the cold. He can uh, punt in the cold. Corey Burkhardt could not do. Is he going to be a holder, and is he going to take away kickoffs from Mason Crosby? He's a guy that's kicked off before. He probably should. He probably should. Um, you know, I, I think it's a copycat league. I know it is. You know, Evan McPherson almost won the Super Bowl for the Bengals. You know, will the Packers draft a kicker? It, they had still somehow have Mason Crosby on the roster. Yeah, the I mean, kickers, I, think, in the league I mean, Cameron Dicker was a great kicker out of Texas. Cameron Dicker was a guy who won Texas games. He's a guy that I think people know, obviously has a name that you would know, right? But I think that would be a very interesting sixth or seventh round pick. Yeah, also Jake Camerata is a guy that's mocked 273 overall by Pro Football Focus. Uh, there's actually a long snapper, another position we've really struggled with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jordan Silver from Arkansas, he is mocked in the top 80 of NFL picks. So, you know, I don't think we're going to go after Matt uh, Arezia from San Diego State, who punts the ball a mile like Pat McAfee. I, I'm a bummer. It's a bummer he could he can, you know, just punt. There's actually three punters in the top 200, according to Pro Football Focus, Ryan Stonehouse and Jordan Stout from Penn State. I don't think it's going to be a need. Pat O'Donnell, you'd hope. Sometimes these kickers can go on for you know oh, yeah. twenty years. Absolutely, and you also is it a requirement for these punters to all have long hair? Like Stout has long hair, Ryan Stonehouse has long hair. We got Matt Michael Turk from Oklahoma. Looks like he long hair. Not that I'm, I'm just it's wondering. Just vibe. I've been to Lou Groza Awards before, which yeah. is the annual award given. How much weed is smoked between you know the punters and kickers and those? Yeah, a lot. You think about the the kicker that the Vikings famously drafted from Auburn. Yes, that they released. Now that was now. <laughs> That was a killer for the Raiders. Kickers are hard. The best. To, yeah, the kickers best. are hard to find. Um, I actually look at them almost as MLB relief pitchers, where they can have a couple stints yeah. before they kind of catch on. And it feels like there's really like five to ten really good kickers in the league. And yes. Other than that, it's a rotating musical chairs. Um, will you be upset if Mason Crosby is our starting kicker in Week One? I think I will be actually because I. I, this goes back to something my dad and I talked about when I was a kid, and I, it's a weird comparison, but work with me here. We talk about how Brett Favre couldn't do it in the cold anymore. 
that he got to a certain age where it just didn't work because his muscles got tight, everything got tight, and Favre just couldn't couldn't make it happen. I worry about that with Crosby. Like I think when the whole that game, that San Francisco game we were at, famously, I wondered like it, can Mason Crosby kick this fifty yards? Right, like no, anything over like 35, right, 40 at this point, right, I'm scared of. Right, especially in the cold. Like as it gets colder, the muscles, man, and they just don't work the same. I just I don't know if Mason's as reliable as as he needs to be for what the Packers need. Again, talking about that mission about we're out of time. I'd love to get Mason, you know, a Super Bowl, right? But He's a Packer Hall thing. Packer for life for sure. But I can't. I don't know if I can put all my chips in a guy who is too old, and I just yeah. don't know. Mason's a great guy. Somebody I've ran into at Oneida Country Club before. Great golfer, family guy, huge Aaron Rodgers guy. Uh, yeah, and the other thing too is like I think could could Mason play at like the Colts? Could he play in an indoor controlled facility? Absolutely. I don't think the Colts need a kicker that blanket ship, but. But to my point, like I would Mason Crosby go kick for the Vikings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I think I would be upset. I don't think we've set up Mason Crosby to have success in his later years with rotating holders, with rotating long snappers. The operation, as they always, as Matt Lafleur always famously says, um, has not gone well. But you have to remember, you know, Mason Crosby went through this, and I believe. 2017, where he had that awful year. Gorgio uh, Tavecchio was right there, ready to try to take his spot. And we gave him competition in camp, and he showed up. You know, when his, you know, when when things got tight, he showed up and made a ton of field goals. So it's a tough position to evaluate, but I think if we can get someone that has a more respectable leg, I think it's just long term. There will be there will be an undrafted guy if they don't. They'll have an undrafted guy. guy Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forget who he is, but he's a no name. Uh, And kickers don't have names until they miss field. Right, exactly. Yeah, Every, yeah. Exactly. People don't know like some random guy kicking for the Carolina Panthers because who cares about the Panthers, yeah, right? And, and as we wrap here, I still just can't believe now that we have someone in the MLB like Shohei Otani that can pitch and hit. Why there hasn't been a prolific guy that can punt and kick? Because think about how much roster flexibility it would save you. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And it's it's I think it it goes to like the specialization of society, right? Where it's like. And they, I'm not I'm trying to sound like an old man here, but it's like you're saying your kids can only play one sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like and it's like JJ Watt. Well, it's like I had a. There's a famous story. I'm sure I've told it on a podcast where uh, Antonio Freeman, not the Packer Antonio Freeman, who went to Tosa West and he ended up getting a scholarship for the Badgers to be a, a corner as well as a track runner. Didn't work out. Um, but he told me freshman year in a study hall that I was in with him. He goes. Man, you, you just got to play one sport. Like I told him I played football and base, basketball. He's like, football is your money sport. Like all you should be doing is your money sport. And this was fucking 2003. When he's a freshman in high school. And, and, and did, so like, did he not know but, NBA guaranteed contracts or what? No, but like, but you know, I was not an NBA player. We all know this. Part. But the, the fact of the matter is, is like, I think more and more kids don't play multiple sports. And to bring it back to punting and kicking, I think they just want to do one because they want a scholarship, not just be good at good at both. They want to be great at one. So that's probably why. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe the Rizik, the RZR, whatever butchered his name, he could be both. I don't know. He's he. I think he's talked about potentially doing both. Yeah, it would be awesome to see. Um, you know, it's just I hate losing games because of field goal. Yeah, it sucks, man. Last time we were at Lambeau, we 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 had it happen. Yeah, and we saw it before our eyes. Like we that I've never seen a play so long in my life than that pump. Like I've I've told the story to a few people now, and I'm like, it was the quietest I've ever heard Lambo. Uh, I've never heard Lambo that quiet. I've never heard 
just like the the shock the horror of it all was like it was like a bad dream that the special teams had finally bit us in the ass and it was wait we was been been looming all year and it finally oh, did it and especially the last two parts of this two two months of the season so you know you got to be accountable we cannot lose any more games that way no you know time is dwindling yes and, uh, there's a very large money cap hit coming <laughs> no doubt all right man well we will probably check in right before the draft starts if we can to just do a last second here's what we think here's what it kind of as the mocks get i think better as it goes on because more guys hear shit and then it's like we know kind of where everything's kind of maybe mapping out we'll talk more then and then yeah maybe even a recap after when you're back from mexico and uh do that as well. I'll keep jamming on the pro football focus uh, draft season. You bet. I've spent way too time, too much time on that, and I don't think it's going to happen. Um, we'll just leave you with this as a kind of looming headline for the Packers draft, but I, I'd just be pretty surprised if Jordan Love has moved. I just think it's too bad of, of a quarterback class and a team like the Falcons or the Washington Commanders. They'll just wait a year. Are looking ahead to uh, you know what's coming in the 2023 draft. For sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for thank you for doing this, Murph. It was fun. Uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Peace.